0: The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded March 19th, 2020. Enjoy. Welcome to the April edition of Life in the Tax Lane. Now, Hugh, you look a little bit lonely over there.
1: Well, I I think as people can see, we are practicing our social distancing with Kate filming remotely from her home. Uh, Although, Joe pulled a fast one on us and decided that he would craftily come down with an illness right before the shoot. Uh, he decided he'd go out and get strep throat, which is not what we're hearing all about in the media, but it's nasty enough in its own right. So, we hope to see him back next month, and uh, until then, we will have to carry on.
0: We will, but I have to say, it wasn't, you know, that bad of a news when we when we couldn't hear anything coming out of Joe's mouth. It was like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love Joe. We're very excited. Like You're going to pay for that when he gets
1: his voice back, you know.
0: (laughs) He's not back yet.
1: (laughs) No, I guess he's not. Now, of course, the uh, media is paying a lot of attention to COVID-19, and uh, as of a few days ago, boy, are we ever paying a lot of attention with huge economic relief packages. uh, And we paid our attention to it because right after that came out, we didn't want to wait for our monthly shoots. We put three separate videos up online you can check them out after you watch this <laughs> and uh, there are on three different topics the first is on the deferral of tax filings and payments The second is on measures specifically targeting small business. And the third are measures for the broader community of Canadian individuals. So if you're not caught up on all those various issues, you may want to check those out as well.
0: Mm -hmm. But let's uh, continue on uh, to a couple court cases we saw this, uh, this month. And this first one, I think, could be particularly relevant coming up over the next few months as we deal with this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, And it has to do with employment insurance. We see people get laid off. You know, maybe they have to step away from their job to quarantine. Uh, Maybe they get COVID-19. And maybe they want to apply for EI sickness benefits. This is a reminder that if you do need to apply, you do need to do it very quickly. We had a federal court case where an individual uh, was injured at work, but they didn't immediately apply for EI sickness. Rather, they waited nearly two years to make that application. So was that allowed? And the court said, well, why did it take you so long to make that application? And the taxpayer here had a pretty good story. She said, well, you know, when I got injured, I thought my time off would be covered by the Provincial Workers' Compensation Authority. And you know what, for the most part, it was, but not all of it. And it was that portion that was not covered for which the taxpayer was trying to make that application for EI sickness. But you know what? It was too late. Uh, Two years after the injury is just not going to cut it here. The court said too bad, so sad. I understand you didn't want to double up on your claims. uh, But if you want to get EI sickness, you got to do it generally for the most part within that four week deadline. So just a heads up there.
1: We're certainly seeing people needing to apply for those various benefits, and I know Service Canada has put a lot of work into making remote options like online and telephone application possible. So I would not want to delay those, Kate, and that's certainly one key reason why not. Uh, Now, when we talk about EI, we've got to think of the other end. How did that money get into the EI system? Well, it probably came from payroll withholdings, source deductions. We see those for EI, CPP, income tax, and... uh, we got to remember if we are working with a business, uh, maybe we're an owner, maybe we're a director, those aren't our money. Those are the government's money. We're just holding it for them. The GST or HST works the same way. And if, as a director of a corporation, I'm not making sure the government gets their money, they might come and collect it from me, like they did in a recent court case from two directors that got assessed for well over half a million dollars each. And... Uh, they said, come on, we did our best. Every director's meeting, we had the employees tell us all's right with the world. Well, the judge said, you know what? When you got a company that's got ongoing profitability concerns, continuous cash flow issues, and has even been in bankruptcy in recent years, it's not good enough to just get a very generic, oh, yes, we're making all the payments statement from the employees you got to dig in and make sure the GST and the source deductions are getting remitted. <laughs> and the other element of this case that I find uh, comes as a real nasty surprise to some corporate directors is trying to fix it after the fact, well, if you can get it paid, that's great. You're not liable for money. CRA isn't out. But you got to make sure it's getting remitted in the first place. Trying to fix it afterwards will not protect you from directors' liabilities. So, Anyone who sits on any form of board, whether it's a for-profit entity, a charity, a not-for-profit, you should be making appropriate inquiries. And the more likely it is that payments are getting redirected to other purposes, the deeper your questioning has to go. Mm -hmm.
0: And if you're a director of of an organization, you know what, cash might be really, really tight right now. And you may have heard that as a result of COVID-19 and Canada's response, you can defer some payments to the government. Well, guess what? Those deferrals are limited to income tax amounts. It does not cover these source withholdings, this EI, this CPP. It doesn't cover GST. You still need to be getting that in to the government. Okay, uh, so, when they
1: say we can delay income tax, that means the business's income tax, the business, not the it. income tax it withheld
0: from its employees' salaries. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so heads up, there. We still got to be careful, even though we may be struggling as a business. Uh, but let's continue on to the next case. Tips. Uh, so we know if we're in the service industry and you get a tip. Uh, That needs to be reported on the tax returns. We see this in casinos and services, estheticians, hairdressers, all over the place. Um, And and what we had this month is the reminder that, you know what? If you don't report your earnings uh, from tips on your tax return, it's not just a personal income inclusion that you may be dealing with here. We had a federal court of appeal case uh, where the CRA assessed gross negligence penalties on that unreported income. And the federal court of appeal upheld CRA's assessment, upheld the tax court decision. Uh, So it can get pretty nasty. The other thing I found interesting about this Federal Court of Appeal decision was the taxpayers' argument. They said, you know what, Sierra took too long to process my objection. There was so much interest that I had to pay. You know, I think CRA settled with other, you know, servers uh, related to kind of these type of works. Shouldn't I get special dispensation or relief? And the court basically said, no, 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 no. It was your dismissive and indifferent attitude with respect to complying with the tax code uh, that we're looking at here. And that is sufficient to constitute the upholding of that gross negligence penalty. Uh, So get it on there. It can get pretty nasty.
1: Yeah, pretty scary case, Kate, and a 50% premium uh, on the taxes that are actually owing, Mm -hmm. that would be the answer to, oh, what's the worst that could happen? Mm -hmm. Well, that's pretty bad. Uh, Kate, another question we often get with our personal tax returns is ongoing business losses. Yeah. Do we actually have a business that's losing money, or do we just have a non-commercial activity that's not really a source of income, so it doesn't generate any tax relief? And... uh, We're seeing the occasional court case in this regard. Last month, we saw a couple which uh, I counterpoint with each other. One said, well, at what point did the business actually begin? Because until the business started, you were just laying the groundwork. You were learning how to conduct a business. That's not a business, and it doesn't generate deductible losses. The other was at the other end of the extreme. This business is winding down. At what point did it actually cease? you're not really making money anymore you're just spending money with no real expectation of ever generating a profit and in both cases we saw at least some years where the judge said you don't have losses to claim against your income tax
0: Uh, uh, moving on to the next one finally a little bit of good news here Uh, CRA, I just want to make you aware of CRA's new tool available online through my account. And that's the ability to see whether they have issued you uh, a check for which you have not cashed in the past. And some of these checks uh, that are available on these new tools go back years and years and years. I was talking to a friend of mine. Who went online and actually found three checks that he had not cashed in and it was from when he was in university when he was moving around every few months to a different uh, a different accommodation and we just didn't get the mail so definitely take a look at that
1: Did yeah because we were all tax experts in university kate that's <laughs> another good example of one of the few items that my client can see on my account, but I can't see through represent a client. So we might wanna be telling our clients, you should be on the uh, online systems too. And uh, Kate, I think that's all we have time for this month.
0: The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian professionals with practical tax information for over 30 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and online seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more details, visit www.videotax.com. The preceding information is for general informational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive, and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, see www.videotax.com slash disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2020. All rights reserved.